Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. In this episode of the mini-series about stress, I'm talking to you about how you and your workforce can change habits so that you worry less and stress less. How you can increase positivity so that focus isn't all on the negative things in work and life. I talk about easy ways to support brain breaks and common issues I'm hearing from organisations that are detrimental to mental well-being and what you can do instead. All this gives you and your team quick and easy ways to get a sense of achievement, which reduces stress and boosts productivity and performance. So dive in to today's episode. So welcome to the Lessons for Leaders podcast. Each week I bring you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business without the stress, doubt and overwhelm so that I can help you to increase your performance, be resilient and thrive in life. I'm Emma Langton, your host, leadership coach and workplace trainer helping you and your workforce increase performance and make the impact that you want in the world. So I'd really like to welcome you back this week to the mini series about stress in honour of Stress Awareness Week in November. I know that I ask this every week and I know how we can be so full of intention and then forget to do things. So please, would you make sure that you hit the subscribe button on the podcast so that it comes into your podcast listening platform every single week for you and you don't miss an episode. Also, please do go over and leave a review. I appreciate it's not always that easy to find the place to do that, but it helps enormously for the podcast host to know what you like and, more importantly, to be able to share it with other people that will be interested. So please hop over, just take a minute to leave a review. In today's episode, so I'm talking to you about how we can make changes in our habits and our thinking styles to reduce the amount of stress we have and improve our mental health. And it's needed now more than ever before. This is for you and your employees. You know, as we enter into lockdown two in England, and if you're elsewhere, then you've probably experienced more severe restrictions and, well, quite honestly, uncertainty and then also concern. After going through that first stage of lockdown in the summer, you and even your employees or teams are probably now feeling, well, there's a difference actually. Some people are feeling more stressed and anxious than before with worries about what will happen and will they cope and will it only be a month? And then there are other people that are kind of saying, actually, they're kind of not too bad. They know what to expect in their work environment and in their businesses. So that's kind of making it a little bit easier for them. And they are, those sorts of people are living in the now and not thinking about what will be and just going with where they are right now. And that's a kind of a, whilst it might seem a little bit short-sighted, that's also quite a healthy way to be. So in today's episode, I am going to be helping you with how you can change some of those habits so that you can get to being a little bit more of going with the flow, 
kind of, as I always say to my kids, just do now. And whilst that's not always great for long term, it can be really, really helpful in reducing some of the stress levels. So in the last episode, I talked about, you know, how stress is a perfectly natural human reaction. However, it can, if we have too much of it, affect our brain performance. And in that episode, I share some of the top tools that I give to all my clients. So if you haven't listened to that yet, do go over and grab some of those top tips that just calm down your internal system. But what I want you to know is that stress is a perfectly normal reaction. It's our brain's way of telling us that we're feeling in danger or we're feeling under threat. Now, having a bit of stress is not too much of a problem. In fact, it's, again, perfectly normal. However, having too much stress can cause a problem. So this is where it's important that you get to know how you respond. So that in episode 29, I talk about information that helps you to know what really happens when we're stressed what the symptoms of stress are in yourself and in others and how you can spot it both in yourself and others and then also I touch on what are the common areas in both work and personal life so that you are able to guard against some of those where possible and then also if it's not possible to guard against it or to change things but you can be aware of situations coming up. Because when we look at the things that we respond to in a stressful way, you're going to give yourself the opportunity to feel in control of it, I suppose, is what I'm saying. If you're managing a team of people, it's really important to know that different people experience different things, different people respond in different ways. So if you are managing a team or or you are a leader then as well as thinking about how this affects you personally, remember that you're going to have to check in with your team, probably on an individual basis. Because not everybody wants to share their information and their struggles and stresses publicly. Because don't forget, we've still got that stigma about mental health and stress and strain. You know, there's such a lot. One of the things that I say frequently is, as a... As a British population, you know, we are very much like, don't talk about the war, don't talk about worries, and don't talk about women's problems, the three W's. So do check in on people individually as well as collectively. If you are managing a team, or if you're in HR or leadership, then make sure that you join my leadership and wellbeing newsletter. The link is in the show notes or over on my website at www.emmalankton.com. It comes out once a month and it gives you the top tips for quick wins. It also gives you the latest industry trends and ways that you can get the best return on investment with your wellbeing support and advice. Good. So, when we are stressed... It can be really easy to be focusing solely on what's not going so well in our lives. So if you did listen to that other episode where I talk about stress is a normal reaction, but what it means is that we are on the lookout for danger or perceived danger or threats. What that means is if we've experienced even a short period of time or a long period of time where we feel stressed then our, we are going to naturally be looking for the negatives, for the danger. 
And this is what I mean, where we focus on what's not going well. So one of the things that you can do is try and take some time at some kind of set and regular point in your day. It might be while you're sitting and having breakfast, if you manage to sit and have breakfast and not running around dealing with kids and whatever else that you do. It might be that you take the time once you've got the kids off to school before you start work at lunchtime in an evening. Even when you climb into bed at night is when some of my clients do this. But that you take five minutes and use this time to write down three things that have gone well for you that day. Now the level of importance, whether it's big or small, doesn't really matter. But I also talk about perhaps even just writing down three things that you're grateful for or three things that are just have been good in your day. You know, so, you know, maybe you had your umbrella when it rained. I don't even know why I'm saying that, actually. Given that we've just hit lockdown, that's usually something that I say to people, but given that we just hit lockdown and we're not supposed to be going out apart from essential reasons. But, you know, you had your umbrella when it rained. The bus was on time. Um... You know, the kids didn't kind of argue or answer back when it was bedtime. That um, something just went to plan that day. That you managed to get that big project finished. That you had a conversation with somebody that you were maybe dreading, but it went better than expected. So do you see what I mean? So it can be a big thing or it can be a small thing. Some people talk about, oh, counting your blessings. That was kind of how it was termed in the good old olden days um some people talk about keeping a gratitude diary some people talk about things that you are thankful for or it's just about raising your positivity levels when we do this it means that you're almost you're creating this new habit and you're almost forcing your brain to look for some of the good stuff even if the it seems like the whole day wasn't that great you can find a little pocket of something At the end of the week, take some time to reflect on the things that you've written down so that you can see the good stuff beginning to build up. What it also means is if you really have an absolutely dire, desperate day, you can look back on some of these other things and think, right, well, my whole week hasn't been that bad. It maybe has just been today. And that you can find those little pockets of things. Studies have shown that when you do this for um, at least 30 days, but more than that, um, six weeks is even better, that we can actually rewire our brain. How good is that? And it takes, what, five, ten minutes every day. That's got to be a win, hasn't it? So think about doing things like that. Now, this is about creating new habits. However, you can also begin to do this for your team too. So that if you're a leader or a manager, you can be helping your team and your employees with doing something similar. So you can talk about, you know, what are your successes this week? What things have gone well? Because often we focus on what's not done and what we've got still got to do. So it can be much better if we use short periods of time to form new and improved habits for the future. The information in the kind of combined three episodes of this mini-series about stress will give you lots of options as you go through them so that you can create new habits. 
I often talk about a worry chair in many of my stress and mental wellbeing workshops. You know, if you or your, one of your members of your team are one of those people that kind of has the thoughts going round and round in your head and you end up worrying about every little thing, then chances are that this has become a bit of a habit. But it's a negative habit. It's unhelpful. So breaking this habit is a great way to make progress and reduce the worries and enable you to concentrate on the things that you need to concentrate on. So when I talk about creating a worry spot, it's training yourself and your team to think about worries at certain times, in certain places, and it's a great way to change that worry habit so that you find a comfortable spot in your house or you have a specific time in your in your working day or your working week that you bring the team together. Allow the worries to, you know, to surface so that you can think about them, so that you can raise them and you can uh, voice them out loud or, or just in your head, depending whether you're doing it collectively or individually. Because often what we do with worries is we try not to think about them and we push them away and they sort of keep popping back into our head and we push them away. And it's like this kind of yo-yo effect going on with worries in our mind. If we allow them to surface, then sometimes they don't seem as big. If we're saying them out loud, then somebody else might say, oh yes, I had a concern about that too. And then we don't, again, they don't feel as big. They don't feel as impossible and we don't feel like we're the only one that's got that worry. Set a time limit for the time that you're going to look at, think about, discuss those worries. And then you move on and you make an agreement with yourself or with your team that you'll come back to them the next day or the following week or whatever. If you're doing this individually on your own, then daily is helpful. Just five minutes. Obviously, if you're doing it with a team, it's going to take a little bit longer, but it might be that you just have 15, 20 minutes each day. So that when you allow yourself to set the time that you know that you're going to focus on them, you allow your subconscious mind to then keep thinking about some of those problems even when you don't. And studies have found that you can find good solutions to tough problems if you stop thinking about them for a while. So that during that time, your subconscious mind is searching for the solution. Have you ever had times when you remember the name of something when you stop thinking about it? That's what starts to happen. Or you've come up with a solution for something when you've been out for a walk or in the shower or go out for a run. Because this is what happens. The subconscious mind is, is continuing to search for that solution. So then it sort of suddenly sends it to you, that light bulb moment. So, you know, even as a leader or a manager, you can be helping your team or employees by doing something like this each day or each week to listen to the concerns, what's going well, what's not going well. Also setting in some of those uh, positive areas of focus. What are the worries? What are concerns? What are successes? Because social support can help you to stop thinking about those problems for a while. And I also talk about sort of the ways that you can communicate trust in other episodes and it touches on some more of this too. And you know what, even if people are saying I'm worried about this and I'm worried about that and the, the communicating trust episode goes into more detail about where it's even okay for you to say to your team, actually, I don't have the answers for that. And then they can be like, all right, it's not just me then. But it helps to calm down the worries and reduce the stress. As an example, 
I did an online webinar for the CPS earlier this week and I talked about mental well-being and setting healthy boundaries. In both of these sessions, I asked people what they were struggling with and there were a lot of answers in the chat area. So you can imagine what some of the key ones are. Some were working all the time, some were switching on laptops in the evening, some were struggling to separate work and home life. And then, you know, I asked them what new habits were they forming with um, the working from home or with lockdown? What were they doing to break up their day? Now, two things happened here. They were seeing other people in the chat saying the same things as them. So they calmed down some of their worries and concerns. It was helpful for them. But it also highlighted that some of them weren't doing any new habits. They weren't taking out one situation that they used to do and replacing it with something else. Some of them said that they missed the commute because that was their me time when they used to do reading or listen to podcasts, etc., etc. So I talked with them about putting in different things in the day. Now, this is about breaking up your routine, but it's also about putting in like physical stress busters, things that are going to increase your feel-good chemicals and help to boost, you know, your energy levels and give yourself a brain break, if you like. So, you know, I talked about going for a walk at the end of the day instead of, you know, rushing for the bus or the train and engaging in their daily commute. Or breaking up the day by, you know, going for a walk at lunchtime. Take the kids, the dog, the husband, whoever it is, whoever you like, really, as long as it's legal and somebody that you know. So, you know, some of the physical activities that you put in can break up your day and it can trigger the reward pathways in our brain that give us the dopamine chemicals, the feel-good chemicals that help us to feel better about ourselves. It gets us moving and and like I said, it's that brain break as well. It also kind of gives us that sense of achievement so that we're not then finishing the day feeling really sluggish. We haven't moved from our computer and laptop all day. So then when we get that sense of achievement, oh yeah, it's great, I went for that walk or I you know, read that book for a bit or I did this or you know, played with the kids or engaged in some other activity, you get that sense of achievement and that increases the motivation to want to be able to do it again. You might spend a little bit of time in the garden if the weather permits, but you know, take up a new sport or activity. Go and get some of all these activities that are there on YouTube or wherever else. When you're at home all the time, it's easier to just whack up some music that you love and do some dancing or even have a good sing song laughing. I've been talking to people about laughing more because we're missing that connection. And um, so just making time to have a proper chat and conversation with somebody. All of these things are really helpful so that you are able to increase the feel-good chemicals and think about some of the things that are more positive in your day so that you improve some of your stress management techniques and create new habits to support your mental well-being and reduce your stress levels. So I hope that that's helpful for you. As ever, if you have any questions, drop me an email, emma at emmalankton.com. The link is in the show notes. 
And I want to just remind you that, as I've mentioned briefly, I've been recently working with a number of organisations to successfully deliver virtual trainings on stress management, resilience, work-life balance, mental health, support, and all sorts of subjects like that. So if you think that you need that for your organisation or your workforce, contact me to discuss the needs and we can book a call and see what's going to be the right fit for you. And with at least another month at home, you know, the blurring of boundaries and getting a good work-life balance or managing time with work and children when childcare is a bit of an issue is also something that organisations are concerned about. So whatever it is that you need individually or support for your employees and your organisation, then helping people to be able to switch off, get the rest that they need so that when they are work, they are more productive, they are happier and they are healthier. Contact me if you want to discuss those needs. And as ever, a quick reminder to please do leave a review, hit that subscribe button, have a brilliant week and then I'll see you again in the next episode. Bye for now.